So as we grow and we internalize that word, you and I now become responsible for our for the outcomes of our life. We're going to have confidence. You're, you're walking out in your life with confidence today. Welcome home, champions. Whether you're here for the first time or have been with us for a while, get ready for a life-giving message from our pastor, Stephen Bloomfield. We're wrapping up our six-week series, God of the Movement, and this message is titled, Choosing to Live the Blessed Life. Thank you for your birthday wishes and blessings, and so many people have messaged me, and, uh, and it's, it's sure nice to know that I know that many people. So that's great, but I'm sure glad you're here, and I'm glad Jesus is here, and uh, we all get to do this for another day, right? So um, you have notes and I want you to grab those. They're on your seat somewhere. And uh, you can fill in the blanks with me as we go through it. And if you miss one, there is uh, the answers. The very last thing on the last page is a list of the answers. And uh, so that way you'll, you'll uh, be able to keep up to what's going on. Amen, or hey man, as we like to say. So here we go. Um, today is our, is our uh, final installment of God of the Movement, and uh, this whole six-week series has been very, very wonderful, very enjoyable, and it's been the process of watching God take people from living limited lives without option, victimized, you know, living as, you know, slaves to the system uh, uh, of the world, so to speak. And the image in the Bible is, is God's people in Egypt. And, uh, and even though they're God's people, they're still living in Egypt. Then God takes them out of Egypt and they get into the wilderness and then they get into all kinds of mischief in the wilderness. And they got to learn some things about learning to trust God and letting God lead them and being good followers and, 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 um, allowing, you know, just really learning to trust God. And uh, so that's so much of our Christian life, isn't it? Just learning to trust God. And, and, and we don't know what's coming next. It's sure easy to look backwards. It's just difficult to know what's coming next. That's when we got to know who's leading us and we got to trust who's leading us. And if we don't trust who's leading us, we will not follow. And so we follow Jesus because we trust Jesus. We know that he's already in our future. He already knows the beginning from the end. He already knows the things that we have need of before we even ask, right? And so that is the power of trusting in Jesus in your life. And then we, then we see, you know, uh, through our series, God's people coming into what's called the promised land. And this is now, there's no more bread raining from heaven there's no more sort of just totally leaning on God to supply everything for you. Now you're in the promised land. And the thing that is, is interesting about the promised land is you now have to begin to live and, and operate by and through your faith. You have to actually do things. You have to plant fields for food. You have to hunt and, 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 and gather and you have to um, live and do commerce and, and inhabit this land that is flowing with blessing. But that blessing is not raining down from heaven anymore like the wilderness. Now you're in a place of ownership. You're in a place of possession. You're in a, you're in a place of blessing. And the question is, what are you going to do with it now? How are you going to handle the promised land that you're in? 
And for, for, for you and I, that's a really powerful question to ask. Although sometimes we feel like we're in a wilderness, in actual fact, um, if you've known Jesus very long, he brings you out of that wilderness. Uh, you know, it's, it's like when you first get to know Jesus in your life, everything's a miracle. I mean, you know, you turn around, a miracle. Something else happens, a miracle. There's miracles everywhere. And, and then as you mature in your faith a little bit and you, you, you grow in God, it's less about the miraculous things happening and it's more about what's growing in you and who's growing in you and the character that God is growing in you. And then out of your knowledge and, your, and, and, and out of your um, growth in knowing the Word of God and, you know, we're n- none of us are scholars, but we're, but we're growing, right? How many people want to grow in God? You know, we can all grow and take one step closer to Jesus in our life and to know more about Him in His Word. So as we grow and we internalize that Word, you and I now become responsible for, our, for the outcomes of our life. And uh, that's one of the greatest lessons we could ever learn is that we, God, God allows us to play a role in the amount and the level of blessing, the, 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 the scope of who we are and what we become and, and, and everything that God has for us. God does not just dump that on us and we just show up to our own lives. That's never the way God works. In this, in this point, uh, of our story, we're seeing that God is now saying, I want you to speak to the mountain. I want you to declare. I, I want you to plant in faith. I want you to trust me that in this land, that as you move forward, I'm going to fight the battle for you. The one, of, one of the interesting things about the promised land that was different to the wilderness is the promised land, for some reason, is full of enemies, have you ever noticed that, that, that there's sometimes there seems like there's, there's like a, an enemy under every rock, you know, and, and I don't know what those enemies look like in your life. And sometimes they show up in, in, in you know, all kinds of things and, 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 and whatnot. But here's the thing. The point of living in that promised land is knowing this very important thing. We talked about it last week. Um, that the battle belongs to the Lord, but you've got to step up to the battle. You've got to make, you've got to make that uh, commitment that I'm, I'm going to move forward, but I'm trusting God as I move into, the, into what might be dangerous and in any other circumstance, might even be crazy. But God is going before us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. So we're going we're gonna to have confidence. You're, you're walking out in your life with confidence today. You're walking out of this place knowing that God God has your back and God already is, is, where, is where you're about to go. God is the one that when you put your faith in him, you begin to live your life like a real kingdom person. And you just declare, I'm a kingdom man. I'm a kingdom woman. I'm living my life for the kingdom of God. Everything I do is a kingdom thing. And you begin to understand the power of that. Then you allow Jesus to be the king over the kingdom. Right? Jesus has to be the king over the kingdom of our life. And when he's the king and when you're serving him, everything you do is blessed by him. Sure, the enemy will attack, but it doesn't matter because the battle belongs to the Lord. And so it's very important that you understand context. And especially as as it relates to our last uh, uh, part of this series, as we talk about choosing to live the blessed life. Everybody say choosing. Today is about choices. The choices that we make in our life. 
Um, the, one of the biggest truths, as we start out in our, in our written notes today, one of the biggest truths of this series is that God is good. Everybody say, God is good. God is good. Write that down. And is leading you um, into blessing. God is leading you. He's leading you into blessing. Um, and, and so we're, we're going to look at a few passages of Scripture in Deuteronomy, and we're going to see that Moses is literally, um, these are his last words. These are the last things he left behind. This was what he wanted to pass on. And, and, and so we, we, we get four things out of what Moses said. Um, and, and so the, the first thing we see is that God invites us to freely choose life um, and blessing. He invites us to freely choose life. See, choices, choosing life. The Bible, well, well, let's just read it. (laughs) It's better to read it than for me to quote it, right? Today, in verse uh, verse 19 of chapter 30, today I've given to you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life. Um. Uh, so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, number one, obeying Him, number two, and committing yourselves firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. You see, I'll know you not by what you say, but by what you're committed to, what you commit your life to. When I see what the real commitments of your life are, then I'll tell you exactly where you're going and how far you'll go because it's never about, um, it's never just about what we say. It's always about what we're really committed to, right? And, And it's our commitments in life that define us. Some of us, you know, not some of us, all of us, hopefully, who are married, we have made a commitment. And in that commitment, um, it, it, it's not a jail sentence, it's a joy sentence, amen. It, it's a joy uh, to serve one another. And the longer you're married, the more joy you discover um, it, it, there is in serving your, your, your spouse, your loved one, your partner. That's a commitment that you made uh, and and that, as you live that commitment out, you begin to find that, that that commitment defines you. It changes how you act. It changes what you say, what you think, where you go, what you do. Because that commitment is a commitment of, of, of joy. It's a commitment of fulfillment. It's a commitment that brings happiness. It's a, it's a commitment that brings um, uh, stability in your life. Yeah, our marriages are not perfect, and we all make mistakes, and we're all dumb, and we all know it. Amen. Right? Oh, well. We can get over stupidity, right? But we can't get over an uncommitted life, because an uncommitted life is up for grabs to anything in any direction that would blow in and blow up your life. And I would just challenge you today to really think about what are the things I'm absolutely committed to. I'm absolutely committed to following Jesus Christ. Are you absolutely committed? Absolutely committed. Absolutely committed. Absolutely committed. Did I say that enough times? To following Jesus Christ. Will you fail? 100%. 
But that's not the point. What are you committed to, right? What are you committed to? And uh, are you committed to, um, to your relationships? And, and, and do those commitments define you? And I'm, I'm here to tell you today what you're committed to defines you. So let's take, go beyond the statement of commitment, and now let's look at the situation of choice. Because once we know what we're committed to, it begins to change how we choose things. And I set before you today life and death because that is what our choices bring to us. Do you know you're either choosing life or you're choosing death during your day, during your life, during, you know, the times and seasons and transitions that you're in and out of. We're always either choosing life or we're choosing death. And, and we always have those two opportunities before us as to how we're going to respond and, uh, and it's so important that, 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 that we recognize that, that the, the opportunities to either choose life or to choose death really boil down to, number one, what we're committed to, first of all, but number two, it also uh, it boils down to the fact that we become aware that when I choose to follow Jesus, when I choose to put God first in my life, I'm choosing life. I'm choosing life. You see, you could have chosen to not be here this morning. There could have been a 10 different reasons for you not to be here. The car didn't start. You, you know, the coffee machine wouldn't work. You, you, you had a fight with your family. Uh, you were not feeling well. You had a sore throat. You had a sore toe. There could have been a, t- a dozen reasons for you not to be here. But you, through it all, chose life today. Congratulations. This was a life choice you made right? You can feel good. I'm sitting in God's house. I'm hearing the word of God today. I chose life today. There are days when I don't choose life, but today I made a life choice. Hallelujah. Good job. Good job. And it counts. And, and what you hear today and what you learn today and the things that the Holy Spirit will speak to you about in your personal life, even beyond the words that I say, it's what God is saying to you in your spirit right now. Those things will help direct you to make further choices that are life-giving choices. But when we make choices that aren't life-giving and that they bring, uh, they bring death either to our commitments or they bring death in the area that, that, uh, that they may at the moment, you know, be some kind of gratification, but in the long term, it, it brings destruction to us. It leads us down the wrong path. Then we know that those choices are not bringing life to us. We could spend weeks and weeks and weeks talking about how to make the right choices in life. But this morning, uh, suffice to say, God has set before us. He has invited us. He's invited you to actually make a choice. He's trying to tell you, you're not my robot. I'm not going to make you love me. I'm not going to make you serve me. I'm not going to make you be successful. I'm not going to make you have joy, peace, prosperity. I'm not going to make you have financial blessing in your life. I will, I will do those things uh, through you, but it's going to be by your choice. You're going to, first of all, choose me. Then as you go through, as we said in our time of giving today, Jesus said, uh, seek first the kingdom. Choose the kingdom. Everybody say, choose the kingdom. Choose the kingdom, choose the kingdom, choose, choose this day, choose, 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 choose. And that's what we have to do is make those kingdom choices, right? Um, Number two, your decisions or your decisions determine your destiny. Number two, we tend to choose death and cursing because, or curses, not cursing, well, you know what I mean, um, because of sin, 
And, and, and oftentimes we don't even know what sin is. So I've given you a great definition of what is sin. Sin is separation in nature. Write that down, nature. Separation in nature, S-I-N. And S-I-N is about us having two natures. Now, you cannot blame a puppy dog for acting like a puppy dog. That's their nature. They can't act any other way. Your dog will not act like a bird or a fish or a person. I know you think your dog loves you. But your dog is being a dog. And your dog is affectionate with you. But sad to say, your dog could be just as affectionate to somebody else. He's not really picky. As long as you feed him and pet him. But we want him, we want our pets to be like people. That they love us. And they do in their nature, within the limitations of what they are. A cat is a cat is a cat is a cat. You can't change a cat. And, and, and that's the nature of a cat. A scorpion, you can't change the nature of a scorpion. I don't care if you take your scorpion and you raise it as a pet and you speak positive things over it and you knit it little scorpion booties and you feed it little scorpion dinners and you take it to bed with you. One day, that scorpion is going to attach to your jugular mane and suck every bit of blood right out of you because that's what scorpions do or whatever they do, right? Because that's who he is and that's what he is and you know that's what he is. That's why they say when you see crazy coming, cross to the other side of the street because crazy is what crazy is, right? You got to believe people when they say they're crazy. If somebody tells you they're crazy, just go around them. Because people are what they are, their nature, their nature. But here's the thing, when you have received Jesus Christ, you have been given a brand new nature. You no longer have to have the nature that tends towards destruction, that tends towards, um, uh, you know, death-producing choices in your life. You now have a new nature It's not about your performance. Let's make that clear right now. Choices are not about, oh, I better do the right thing or I'll be in trouble. No, no. That's some sort of religious, dogmatic, you know, that, that's, like, that's like a parent with a child. The child better behave or the child will get in trouble. That's not how God deals with you and I. God says, I know you can't behave, so I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. So it's not how you're performing on the outside, it's who is on the inside in your life that changes how you begin to act on the outside. And the more you know about Jesus, the more you love him, the more you seek him, the more you think about him, the more you follow him, the more you worship him, the different the choices will become that you make in your life and you will by nature begin to choose life because the nature is the spirit of life. It's the spirit of truth that is in you. It's the Holy Spirit of God that is within you and you start choosing things that automatically come from Him because it's Christ in you. All right, think about it while I come up here. Deuteronomy 31, 16, the Lord said to Moses, you're about to die and join your ancestors. And after you're gone, these amazing people will begin to worship foreign gods. 
the gods of the land that they're going to, they will abandon me and break covenant with me that I've made with them. What does Isaiah 53 say? All of us, except those champions in Yuma, like sheep have gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Here's the most important thing about this message today. Jesus chose death to redeem us. Everybody write down the word redeem us. That is to purchase us back from the curse of sin. Jesus, Jesus died. He chose death. He made a choice so that you would have a choice. Amen. Very, very powerful, very important. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. And so that's the powerful uh, knowledge that we have about what Jesus has done. The fourth thing today in our list is under God's grace, we are free and empowered to choose life and blessing again and again and again. In Deuteronomy 30, uh, verse uh, one, it says, um, in the future, when you experience these blessings and curses I've listed for you, and when you are living among the nations to which the Lord your God has exiled you, uh, take to heart all these instructions. If at that time you and your children return to the Lord your God, and if you obey with all your heart and all your soul the commands that I've given you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes. He will have mercy on you and gather you back, etc., etc. So here's what God is saying through the end of this passage of Scripture. He's saying, I know you're going to blow it. I know you're going to make some death choices. I know you're going to go your own way because in your mind, you think it's the right way. But I also know the time is going to come when you're going to wake up one day and go, wait a minute, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with my life. I'm not happy with my direction that I'm going in. I'm not happy with my family. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm finding myself not experiencing the level of life and joy and prosperity and, 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 and all the things that, 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 that I feel that I, that, that I should have. That's the best moment for you to say, I am going to turn my life over to Jesus. Now, I know you know him, but the question is the difference between knowing him and following him. And, and so following him means that we're going to make a choice and a decision today. And we're going to say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to work for you. Every day I get up, I'm going to work for Jesus. I'm not going to work for some boss. I'm not going to work for my business. I'm not going to work to some entrepreneurial adventure. I'm going to work for Jesus tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. I am. I'm serious. I'm going to work for Jesus tomorrow. And him and I, we're going to have a great day together too. You all can have a miserable day. I'll be having a good day. And by the way, when I show up to work, the whole place gets blessed because I'm there. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm trying to get you to understand God has called you a son. He's called you a daughter. He loves you that much. He's given you his spirit. He's given you his name. He's given you his authority. He's given you the opportunity to live a blessed life and to have a life of fulfillment and to walk that out and, and know what that means. It, it, it doesn't mean you'll have a perfect life. It doesn't mean that things won't from time to time show up in your life. It doesn't mean that there won't be enemies, but it does mean that when the battles come, you know that the battle will belong to the Lord. You'll know that I'm living for Jesus. You may think you're attacking me, but you're attacking him. And if, that, if you want to take him on, you go right ahead. Come on, you hear what I'm saying, church? 
And I'm hoping this morning that you're gathering in your spirit that God is placing before you this very morning the, the, the opportunity and the power to choose. Because the power to choose is the power to change. Our heart's motivation. I want to just, I'm, I'm going to work for Jesus. I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to love my spouse the way Jesus loves me. I'm going to love my kids the way Jesus loves me. I'm going to love my family the way Jesus loves me. You know, family can be the hardest people in the world to love. I mean, we're born in the family, so we kind of don't have any choice. You notice that? Not a single amen. Don't say anything because they may be sitting around you right now. A lot of hurt feelings can happen. A lot of water under the bridge. Our families often see us at our worst, don't they? Even Jesus' brothers in his natural family had a hard time accepting who he was at first. James, the brother of Jesus. See, our families kind of see us in the raw. When we're in this room, we get to be whoever we want everybody else to think we are. And again, I'm not being condemning to you. I'm just saying that's the love of family, that you can be who you are at home and still be loved. You can just be you and do you, and the people around you will love you. And yet at the same time, I know sometimes it's hard to, to forgive people. And I'm just saying to you, the greatest, the greatest tool you'll ever have in building amazing families is the power to forgive. And you can forgive in your families because Jesus has forgiven you. You're not above needing forgiving. You have some skin in the game. You have some things that you need to be forgiven for. Therefore, you have some areas that you can extend the grace that God extends to you, to those around you. You'll find that this works as we make those choices of life. If you've got death in your home, you're not going to have life anywhere else. And I'm just challenging you, encouraging you this morning, make sure that things are good. Make sure you're making life-giving choices choices of love, choices of grace, choices of, of favor and of blessing. Choose the opportunity. Take every opportunity to bless one another. Take every opportunity to be a blessing. Don't miss an opportunity. I'll tell you what, enough of that starts happening. You start sowing some of that seed. Look out, my friend. You're about ready to get a big blessing in your life. Hey, thanks again for listening to another life-giving message from our pastor, Stephen Bloomfield. For more information about our services and how to get connected here at Champion Church, go to our website at championchurch.com.